Welcome to Season 4 of Paychecks Pulse, an HR podcast where HR professionals can find great insights on today's top issues and be inspired to build and lead effective teams in a healthier workplace. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Paychecks Pulse podcast. Rob Parsons here. Today, I'm joined by Christoph Martel, CEO and founder of Fount, an organization that focuses on helping companies improve the employee experience. They've also just released their State of EX 2022 survey, the big bad state of EX. Christoph, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Good to be with you. So Christoph, I went to HR Tech this year and, and everybody was talking about employee experience. It was definitely one of the hot button words of the show, but everybody also was defining it very differently. So, you know, for the purposes of our discussion today, for you, what does EX mean? Actually, there's a, this is a case where one letter makes a, 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 a big difference. Uh, employee experience actually uh, means the aggregate experience that somebody has as an employee working for you know, their employer. Uh, and in some cases, that means... You know, 200 days per year, 24 hours per day, times 10 years of tenure in a company. That's a huge amount of experiences that are uh, aggregated into what you would call someone's experience with their work. Um, and in that way, in the, you know, lo- looking at it that way, employee experience is uh, not that different from employee happiness or satisfaction with their employer. Um, and you know that's something that uh, companies actually know relatively well how to understand. Where it becomes harder is, well, how do you make it better? And how do you understand where things are breaking down for people? And for that, you have to zoom in from that really high-level aggregate altitude of employee experience uh, to actually um, uh, focus on employee experiences and uh, ex- experiences uh, are the, the, the things that we do every day. It's what happens when we try to do things at work. So, and whether um, I try to take some time off and it's a complicated thing because I have, I have to ask a bunch of people or uh, I try to grow in my career internally and find a new internal job. And, you know, I, I, I can't see opportunities that are offered to me. I'm not sure how much I would get paid and therefore I kind of give up or uh, whether it's me trying to do my job. Um, and um, uh, so when you think about the aggregate level, what you're talking about is how people feel in general about their employer. When you uh, zoom into these individual experiences. Uh, so for example, if I'm a call center agent and I try to solve a customer problem, and my systems don't work, and therefore I can't do my job well. Uh, that's an individual experience, and that is where companies are right now trying to first gain visibility into uh, these events and these interactions, and number two, um, try to make some of them better. I, um, I love that thought that it's a, it, it, the analogy in my head right now is I've got a front step. It's all pavers. Every paver is perfect except for two. And those two bad pavers <laughs> ruin the entire front step for me right now. It's I love that concept that <laughs> it's the right. aggregate. Um, 
I also love the title of your research report, The Big Bad State of EX. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about this research? I believe it's the fourth year you're running it now. Um, yeah. Tell me about the research and what you thought were the most interesting findings. Sure. So um, EX is something that uh, people have been talking about for now four, five, six years. Um, and uh, organizations just uh, find it difficult to make progress on it. And uh, part of the challenge is definition. So we just talked about that. Um, uh, people, you know, going after the wrong things. Uh, but uh, the, the other part is that uh, it's a, it's a, uh, actually when you think about um, improving individuals' experiences, uh, as we as we described, it's actually a pretty complex thing to do in a large company in particular. Um, so w what we found is that there were uh, kind of, uh, um, uh, number one, a, a common approach to EX that seems to have emerged in the past you know, two or three years, which is try to improve everyone's experiences everywhere in the company and do, to do that through big technology investments. Uh, because that's kind of the way that you reach out, you know, you, you have the, the biggest reach and, uh, you know, um, for, 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 for some thinking that, that that's how you get the best bang for the buck. It turns out that uh, um, improving technology for employees uh, can have a good impact on their experience um, sometimes, but not always. Uh, and in fact, what we found is that companies that uh, put all their eggs in that basket, i.e. Uh, start big, uh, ended up having um, diluted impact uh, and actually microscopic impact on every individual employee compared to companies that actually focused on specific employee segments uh, to try to really dig deep into the experiences that they have in their day-to-day -day work, understand what gets in their way and make that better. Uh, so the, perhaps the biggest uh, top line finding of it, and that's why the big bad state of EX is that by starting big, uh, people having an end up having an uncertain amount of impact uh, for those who uh, actually start small uh, and try to have a really focused impact on a certain, uh, certain talent segments. Uh, they tend to record early wins that then give them the right to go and improve other things uh, as they go. Um, so that was the, uh, perhaps the, the, the top line finding. There, there are three underlying capabilities that companies need to develop uh, to get after it. And we can uh, talk about that if you'd like. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense because I, I think you're touching on something we've seen a lot in HR is one size does not fit all. And I can't mm -hmm. just have these sweeping solutions I need trainings that fit individual employees or individual teams. I need reward systems that fit individual departments and job roles. So, mm -hmm. so how do I address that? How do I dig deeper and get that, that more personalized approach so I can actually drive a real impact? That's right. So, uh, the first, uh, uh, so the first realization is uh, you, you, you know the expression moments that matter. Uh, you know, which is a, a kind of common uh, nowadays. Um, in fact, uh, when you look at the data, which we've been doing for now uh, several years, uh, different moments matter to different people. So to your point, experience is an individual thing. Um, 
And uh, to be able to address uh, this individually without losing scale, there's one capability that organizations need to build is human centricity. And human centricity doesn't really mean that we care about humans because every HR professional does. Uh, but it's the ability to um, put ourselves, to practice em empathy, i.e. putting ourselves in an employee's shoes um, and seeing the world from their perspective rather than our central perspective. So th that capability is one that uh, companies are investing a, a, a pretty sizable amount in um, to try to reverse their perspective from top down to bottom up. And that is when you illuminate areas where there's clearly dissonant, clear dissonance between processes, between parts, different parts of the matrix, uh, between you know manager that says X and HR that says something different, uh, and all all of it starts to look like uh, uh, plenty of things for HR to go fix, uh, which is what we're looking for. It's the ability to go have an impact. Uh, so, because human centricity um, is dependent on the human that you're empathizing with, you can't do that as a broadband approach to the entire employee base because, by definition, they're all different. Uh, and that is why this segment-based segment approach uh, of you know, targeting smaller segments and solving problems for them and beginning small uh, is, uh, is one path to success. Um, Second uh, um, ability is, uh, and we, we talk about it as dispersal in the research, which is the ability for HR to partner with the business on, on, on solving experience problems. Um, when you really, uh, and I, I was a business leader for many years and I was a CHRO for many years, and essentially experience is something that is caught between these two um, owners, right? So. HR owns the policies and the processes and the things that, you know, comp and things that regulate um, uh, many things that are important to employees. But the business, i.e. managers, uh, own the other side of their experience. And it's, uh, you know, very often the two tend to point fingers at each other on who's dropping the ball. Uh, when uh, seen from <laughs> the employee's perspective, uh, it's kind of you know bad parenting, basically. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's it's like, one company; well, they don't care. On the same page, right? <laughs> you know, uh, and so that is what uh, good practitioners do: is that they essentially uh, sit down at the table together to uh, look at the human-centric picture uh, of the experiences that they uh, jointly provide. Uh, and problem solve whatever seems to be getting in the way, and uh, God knows how much there is to solve. Um, you know, if you if you looked at attrition numbers in the last ten years, the the quit rate uh, in the U.S. went from um, I think fifteen percent ten years ago to thirty four percent today, uh, and that's not just COVID, right? That's been a steady progression. What that means is that people expect better from the companies that employ them. Uh, and what that means is better from HR and better from the business. Uh, and so that is uh, this notion of, uh, of uh, uh, EX can't be done just by HR. It needs to be collaborative uh, with the business is really important. So when you go back to this uh, start small picture, um, you see things emerge like, for example, uh, you know, heads of operations in a big call center 
or in a uh, you know that uh, that have thousands of call center agents working together, partnering with HR to make the experience of these call center agents better, and you start seeing real progress uh, and uh, that you can actually measure uh, to be able to say yeah the experiences that people have every day are getting better, and therefore uh, people's retention productivity and uh, all kinds of business outcomes uh, come come out of that. Uh, so that's the, the second aspect, uh, the partnership with the business in the front line to start small uh, is, uh, you know, our important ingredient. And the third one I just, uh, uh, I just mentioned uh, in passing, the, the ability to measure things. So um, it, it, w- one of the big issues for, for, for HR is that we never know if we are having the impact that we wanted to have. So. You know, let's say, um, you know, we feel that people don't learn enough. We buy a new LMS. Uh, and however good the platform uh, that, that we buy, we actually never know what is the impact on the experiences of people on the back end. Uh, through engagement metrics, we can tell if people are getting happier. But is it because of that LMS investment or is it something else at play? Right. So the, the notion of measuring... Uh, experiences is something that is emerging right now as an approach to actually not stay at the feelings level to measure how happy people are with their employment, but get into the interaction level data to be able to say, yes, when I'm using the LMS to uh, learn X, uh, my experiences is getting better. My experiences of doing my job after that is getting better. And that is something that companies are uh, investing a lot in simply to be able to track how much impact they're really having uh, rather than guess uh, and kind of, uh, um, you know, spray and pray, for, if you will, uh, in terms of their approach to investments. That, uh, that nuts and bolts of approach makes me think, and I loved it, your friend had a quote on your LinkedIn page. We know how to design ergonomic chairs, desks, and keyboards. Why not ergonomic work? And I like how you're using that to break down the experience of measuring it. Yeah, so uh, th- this, uh, um, you know, if you think about who designs work, um, there's a, that there again, it's actually a shared responsibility between HR that designs roles and compensation ladders and career ladders and career frameworks and all these things. Um, and the business who dis- essentially designs workflows, they're never really designed. They're kind of uh, incrementally uh, iterated uh, to try to tack to the needs of the business. Um, n- none of the, the, those, those two um, contributors to the employee experience actually ever um, design it for the needs of the employee. It's always designed for the needs of the business, right? How much productivity do I need? What's my PNL uh, look like before and after? Which is, you know, how how businesses run. And there is the the growing recognition that um, if you were able to design ergonomic work, so in other words, work that fits people's expectations, you would get so much more uh, out of the people that uh, work for a company simply because they uh, would have less friction, less things getting in their way, less drag, um, and um, you know, be able to enjoy actually their, their job. Um, 
and for working with companies uh, with, um, you know, so uh, with nurses or call center agents, like frontline roles that are, you know, tough. You see people have immense pride in their work. Right. What they just can't stand is that a company would actually put things in their way of, of trying to do their job. <laughs> like, why do that? It's, um, it, you're very much reminding me, I had a great conversation last year with Stacey Gordon talking about diversity and inclusion. And, and she was adamant in that it's not something extra that HR does. It's not something extra a business does. It's how you do business. It's how you go about your business. I'm getting the feeling that, that experience is not just something I bolt on. It's more of a philosophy. Yes. Uh, and, you know, for, from, uh, from that perspective, uh, if you go back 10, 15 years ago to the world of uh, customer experience that was emerging, um, uh, you know, customer experience completely transformed the way marketing and customer service um, uh, operate, right? And, uh, so if you, uh, you know, mar marketing 10, 15 years ago was still a very um, 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 highbrow uh, function, uh, no one really knew how it operated. It was all about branding and, and things that were uh, quite esoteric it's now become a very hard-edged function that is completely centered on uh, customer experience, the understanding of it, the measurement of it, the improvement of it. Uh, and of course, branding is, is, is there in the, back, in, the, uh, in the backdrop. Same for customer service, where now you have customer service teams that are no longer just transactional, but really measured on the experience that they deliver to customers. Um, that is the kind of transformation that uh, this employee experience approach is going uh, um, uh, 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 to cause in the world of HR, but also of business leaders and how they manage their businesses. Uh, those that are ahead of the curve actually think about work in the way that we described. So it's not uh, a human resource that works for me. It's actually people that I need to collaborate with to create the right work environment uh, and get to the right outcomes together. Those that approach it that way tend to reap great rewards in individual productivity, but also retention, uh, because people want to be treated that way. Um, so, you know, the, the backdrop for all this is that, um, uh, you know, customers have learned that they had a choice, and that's how you have, you know, reviews and TripAdvisor and all these things just driving uh, you know, the, many industries forward. Well, it's the same thing today for employees, right? The employees have transparency yes. into what it is to work yes. for a company X or Y, and they expect more. Uh, and so the attrition rates that I mentioned earlier are a reflection of that. It's rising expectations, people getting smarter, uh, having, you know, more expectations for themselves in terms of their life at work. And companies just have to raise up their game. And that's what this uh, EX transformation is about. I love it. And uh, you are so right. Indeed, Glassdoor, my daughters, they're Gen Z, millennial. They talk to each other. They know what's going on. They know there are opportunities and, and things are different now. Um, the competition for that's people right. is very real. You really you hit the nail on that's the right. head there. So, yeah, and so this transparency of opportunity is what d drives essentially a fluid talent market, which we're not used to, right? So, I'm, uh, you know, I was a 
born in France in the sixties, like, you know, you, you, you had a job, you just like would hang on to it because yes. who knows, right? uh, this is, this is a really different reality today. Um, and so, so companies have to, uh, with all these internal products and services that they offer to employees have to up their game to be able to, um, get sufficient feedback and, and think about you know, um, these products with a design mindset of uh, let me um, design your work and your work environment to fit your needs uh, rather than to fit mine. Um, I love it. And, and, a, and let's be intentional and let's not, let's not let it just happen by accident. Yeah. Anyway, the th things happen, the employee experience happens, right? So uh, whether you <laughs> design it or not, it happens. The, and so the chance, uh, how, you know, the way it happens is uh, uh, is going to be accidentally great. Uh, it can happen, but <laughs> you can't count on it. Um, so, so you 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 and you mentioned actually, uh, you know, di diversity. It's a, a really important aspect of experience. Uh, but again, it's uh, something that uh, employees actually experience every day, right? So there's this notion of uh, diversity and culture and inclusion and things that uh, we want to set at the top as a, you know, the, the tone for the company. Uh, but for employees, it's what they consume every day in which they actually gauge whether they are included, where it, whether it is diverse and it is in their eyes only that it really matters. Um, so the, you know, the, from an EX perspective, uh, all, all these, um, uh, all these concepts and, uh, you know, these, uh, these, these contextual elements, are part of what you design for. Uh, so, you know, design a certain experience for diversity, making sure that it's going to meet everyone's needs. Uh, that's actually the essence of EX, right? So the, the, the two are very, um, uh, you know, um, uh, are very close. Uh, but what's important about the, the EX perspective is that it is this bottom up. What happens when I try to do this? Uh, is is that does it work for me or does it not? And uh, that's a question that many companies struggle to uh, to answer. At least that's what the research uncovered. So important, Christoph. Thank you for joining the podcast. This was really a great conversation. Thank you. Uh, and, pleasure, pleasure being here. Excellent. And for those who are interested, you can download your own copy of the Big Bad State of EX Research Report at Fount. Dash ex.com. That's F O U N T ex.com. And thank you to our listeners for joining. Uh, it's great to have you here on our learning journey. And I certainly learned a lot today about how big and how small EX really is. Uh, as always, please stay happy and healthy. Be sure to subscribe to this and our Paychecks Thrive Business Podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Looking for more ways to keep your finger on the pulse of industry dynamics? Visit our Resource Center for the latest research, thought leadership, and news at Paychecks.com slash works. That's W-O-R-X. Thanks again for joining us. Until next time, please stay happy and healthy. This podcast is property of Paychecks Incorporated 2023, all rights reserved.